Nah, you, you sound perfect. Okay. I'm just talking shit. How do I sound now? That's good. I like it. Okay. As long as you like it. That's what matters, baby. <laughs> Yo, it's your girl, Kashandra. Your is Katama. Welcome to Yo to Year podcast. Where we talk about everything from side chicks to current events while staying black as fuck. Hey, let's do it. Hey, Chandra. Hey, Katama. How's it going? Wow. What was that sigh? I just had to get my breath out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I didn't want to breathe into the mic, so I had to do it to the left. But you you ended up breathing in the mic anyway. No, that's just how big my breath was. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? Ah, you know what? This week has been better, to be honest. I've been really? trying to get my head in like a better mindset. Um, I'm trying to be more accepting of what's happening and where I'm at. And then also like try to incorporate like positivity more mm. instead of looking at everything and just complaining. So I want to try and do more positive things and do stuff about it, put action to it instead of just my words. Is there anything in particular you're talking about? Um, Like these clients that get on my nerves, you mm. know, don't just go with the mindset. You know, she already going to bring me down. I already know how this how this conversation is going to go because the conversation will go like that if you already have your mindset up. Yeah. Also, like... um me exercising or like my body shifting because I wasn't exercising as much. And I'm just like, okay, you just going to turn into like a big blue whale. Like you're going you gonna to lose this, sis. All the curves, you're going to lose them. And so then I'm down about that. I need my curves. My curves are me, you know? What's a, what's a big blue whale? Like, it's so- I, was like, I was like on the Disney Channel last night or um, Disney Plus, and I was watching like the sea shit, the sea documentaries and stuff. So whales and sharks and shits are. And you like- look at it like that's me. That's what I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't at the time. <laughs> what I'm just saying now, like I just felt like I felt more sluggish. I felt myself like getting into this deep like sadness I guess going towards depression and so I'm just like snap out of it and so now I'm trying to take like walks um be more mindful if I if I don't go walking I try to do like just little stuff like push-ups or do some planks or do some squats so I'm just trying to be more mindful how are you oh uh, I'm fine it- Child, if you yawn one more time. I didn't yawn. How you doing, Katama? Jeez. Um <laughs> I didn't yawn. Uh I'm fine. I've had an interesting week, put it that way. I've had a very just like um I feel like a lot of conversations just happen in my week. Like just interesting conversations, different perspectives. People are being very introspective. I'm being very introspective. Um, I'm trying to do a whole bunch of things at once, but, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Was helping my friend move yesterday. Um, had a good conversation about insecure and just other little things, but, um, I experienced, 
I experience uh, sleep paralysis for the first time in my life. What is sleep paralysis? That's a good question. Um, it's pretty much where you are in the middle of falling asleep and being asleep or being asleep and waking up and you're caught right in the middle of it. And then being that you're in the middle of it, your body, you can't move at all. Oh. Yeah, that was scary as hell. I was like, what is going on? Like, And I kept trying to, I kept trying to scream help. But I couldn't scream help, um, and I just couldn't move. I couldn't move, so it was just like this is weird. Now people talk about sleep paralysis demons. Fortunate for me, I was left alone. But Jesus, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was an experience. This whole week has just been a very interesting experience. But taking everything a day at a time. How long did the sleep paralysis last? It felt like forever, but it was probably like. 30 seconds dang isn't that crazy now mind you there's like phenomenons where people are actually i forgot what it's called but people are trapped inside their own body and they could like see you but they can't move anything talk but they could process it and i feel like that's part of like what sleep paralysis is is this the first time you ever heard of sleep paralysis Mm, no i don't think so Mm -hmm. i mean we don't speak of it much but um, I watch a lot of medical shows. I don't know. Maybe I was like a doctor in another life. But I watch a lot of medical shows. And so like they uh, speak of what I just talked about, the phenomenon I just talked about. And the sleep paralysis reminded me of it. Okay. Yeah, no. I see what you're saying. Now, I, I heard about it like in college and was like, oh, that's scary as hell. And I would never want to deal with that. And then fast forward 10 years later, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, ah, this is weird. You know what? 2020 is just way too much. It, there's just too much going on. It's way too much. Like, we got corona. They got shit popping off in New York. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Kobe <laughs> dies at the beginning of the year. Like, that's just too much. Can we pick a struggle, please? That's all I want for <laughs> One struggle at a time. We have been getting it one at a time. <laughs> been taking it L after L after L. Oh they didn't even God. want us to be great with the fucking Teddy Riley and Babyface. <laughs> it was like, well, technology was like, nope. 2020 was like, no. I'm pretty sure if that battle happened in 2019, it would have been fine. Fire. <laughs> I'm not sure what what as much money as Teddy got. I'm not sure what was going on. Teddy Riley was trying to do his thug thizzle. He was he was being a Harlem nigga. That's what it was. Being doing too much. You know, both of them have like all the ultimate hits. Like they are amazing. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. Babyface is all about like making love and the sweet stuff, and um, Teddy is like all up in it. You know, like he's dancing, you you having a good time. He could slow it down a little bit, but most of it is just like vibing. Yeah, someone told me I read on uh, Instagram that it was like um, Teddy Riley, Babyface is like the wedding, and Teddy Riley music is the reception. Oh, perfect, perfect yeah. analogy. That was really good. That's fine. Take my mind off of everything that's going on with twenty twenty. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> What's that old white man that goes on Instagram? Well, shit. Right. <laughs> what y'all doing? <laughs> I'm tired of this. 
Where did he come from? I think that that's one of the interesting things about like what's going on with Corona. Um, you know, just a lot of entertainment that's been going on, like just social media and shit like that. Mm-hmm. People always say that, you know, essential workers definitely should get like all the credit for the work that they're doing and everything. I also think, I mean, not to the degree, but like all of the people that's like just keeping us entertained and keeping us like sane, like laughter is such a, such a healthy thing for the body that like, yeah. you know, they should get some love too. Like, yo, the people who are like out here making content, keeping people, keeping people's mind active and happy, they definitely should get some love too. I totally agree. I think everybody needs their kudos because the insanity level that we would have had if we were just, just like if there was no Instagram or nothing, like everybody who was at home by themselves, like this is a way for them to connect. Yeah. So I'm definitely the essential workers for sure. You know, they need all the kudos, mm-hmm. especially with states opening up and people going back outside. I'm just yeah. hoping that this coronavirus just has mercy. You the know? coronavirus is like, so I'm pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm pussy. Say less. <laughs> okay. I'm just like, no, don't do it to him. Don't. Niggas want to play golf. I feel you. My nigga, like everybody on the fucking, at the beach and stuff. Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so yeah, I mentioned entertainment earlier, and that is what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. Well, specifically black entertainment, black media, more black TV and film and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So recently, the TV show Black as Fuck, as I call it, but a lot of other people call it uh, Black AF, mm-hmm. came out on Netflix, like, I think it premiered on Netflix, like, April 17th. Um, written created by Kenyon Boris. So was it written by Kenyon Boris? Well, created by Kenyon Boris. Um, pretty much <clears throat> a mockumentary about his life, being uh, an executive producer in Hollywood um, with his wife and things like that. And it got a lot of backlash. And I personally didn't understand the backlash that was going back and forth. So uh, I read this article that was pretty much trying to examine like, well, what do black people want from media? Because it seems like they're never happy with things going on. So I just wanted to have a conversation about that. Um, So yeah. Okay. Okay. What did you think about Did you see Black as Fuck? (laughs) I just want this to be noted that I am not like a big critiquer. I just, you can edit this out, but I'm just going to tell you personally. Uh, I just watch shit just to watch shit. No, no, no. That's good. And I want you to say that. Okay. Because that perspective is good. Because mm-hmm. we don't need everyone to be filmmakers and stuff like that. Okay. Like, I like the, the, a different perspective. You're, you're going to look at it differently than I'm going to look at it. I moved across the country to do film and TV. So, of course, I'm yeah. going to look at it differently than someone who's just, you know, I don't want to say it, I don't want to call you like an average Joe, but I'm saying like someone who doesn't watch film with that like I, lens. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. Um, so I did watch Black as Fuck. You asked me if I watched it. I did watch it. Okay. What did you think? <sighs> <clears throat> I honestly at first I was like oh yeah this is gonna be some good shit oh, yeah. this, re- <laughs> this reminds me of blackish a lot and I love blackish right mm-hmm. but into it I mean I watched the whole thing but 
after like episode like five or something, I felt like what they were really like the topics they were really trying to introduce in in the quote unquote like blackness they were trying to promote. I just feel like it kind of fell off. Like I think they towards the end of it they tried to go more comedy style than anything. Tried to be funny a funny show. Um, and like the first few episodes was more like educational with trying to mix in the humor with it. Mm. Um, but overall, I think it was an interesting show. But then again, it's because I like blackish and grownish. Like it's very similar to them. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I first saw it, because I saw black as fuck and I was like, ooh, something's black as fuck, but it's on Netflix. I was already skeptical. Because <laughs> I was like, if something's black as fuck, it's pro- like it's like when um Chris Rock said, if you make a real slave movie and white people come out feeling kind of comfortable, you didn't make a slave movie. Hmm. Like you, you didn't really tell what slavery was like and stuff like that. So it was kind of like my initial thought when I looked at black as fuck was like, I didn't have the highest expectations of it being quote unquote black as fuck. And then also my idea of black as fuck is different from maybe different from other people's perspective as black as fuck because my I black mean, as fuck is yes yes i totally agree. i was just about to say like what is black as fuck what is black like we have so there's so much under that umbrella yeah. how do we really categorize anything to be like no this is like what we're supposed to be like or this is exactly <clears throat> what you should think of when you think of a black person yeah exactly so like i mean like i said i just know that they're just so many different versions of it. So then when I first started watching, um, I was really turned off by maybe the first four episodes. Because especially the one, the first one that was like, um, it was talking about white gays, uh, mm-hmm. not G-A-Y-S, G-A-Z-E, you know, just mm-hmm. in case. And um, his concern and his constant, uh, I guess, awareness of it, just it's uncomfortable for me because I think that that's a part of that's just perpetuating white supremacy to me. It's like you know, when you're constantly worried about certain things, where you're constantly worried about like what white people see you as and what they think and blah blah blah. Like that's just that's just problematic for me personally, and that's something I don't relate to at all. The but more and more, I'm sorry. What? Cut me off one more time. I know. <laughs> I don't know how far you're gonna go with your phone. Oh no, God. no, you're right. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm fucking with you because you, you know, I could talk a lot. So yeah, cut me off. But you have so many good stuff. Uh, so I just want to know why it's problematic for you. Because at the end of the day, we do have to worry about how we carry ourselves and present ourselves. Like it's always been about, um, like how we're presented on the outside world. We can't be who we really are because if we truly are just like out of our box and you know no kind of boundaries then we can get shot dead even more or persecuted in the media even more or just like we're highlighted in all these negative ways regardless so our presentation has to always be on point okay so i was listening to somebody the other day and i was like they were talking about like not judging someone's level of wokeness because it doesn't sound like yours. That is something that's like perpetuating white supremacy. So I can just see how I can see where people why would think that for me personally, it's not me. I don't fuck with that at all. It's like when I'm around my mom, I'm around certain people who are in a position of like 
like respectability or something like that, then mm-hmm. you don't hear me curse. I don't really talk about stuff. I don't, I'll, I'll talk and still be my regular self, but there's still a limit to it. I feel like when you continue to worry about what white people think, worry about their gaze and stuff like that, um, you are continuing to put them, you are continuing to accept them in this level of authority. Mm-hmm. Get, I get it and I understand how white supremacy works and how racism works, but it's not something that I'm just going to be cool with. I'm not going to change who I am or change how I move or something like that because I'm concerned how white people look at me. Who the fuck are you? That's my thought process. Who do you like? <clears throat> my thought process is you don't, your opinion doesn't mean shit to me because you're not above me, you're not anything. Uh, 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 of a higher stature to me. You are a human being like I am, and I'm going to do what I got to do. And if you think that my one black ass represents an entire race of people, um, then that's not on me. That's on you. That's mm-hmm. your ignorant ass. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel a need to address that. Um, and I feel like the more and more we have a need, the, I feel like if we feel like we have a need to address that, we are continuing to fuel white supremacy which fuels racism so that's my thought process now i'm aware uh, i am aware of white gaze i'm aware i'm aware of the power that comes with white gaze like i'm aware that like i don't like white people looking too much into our culture because i know that these niggas will snatch it and then monetize it that's why i don't like and that's something that i'm aware of but if you're looking at me individually i'm gonna be me Katama about it and the fact that he was like so successful and still worried about this shit is like come on son. no I, I definitely liked how you broke that down because to me after hearing that it's like <clears throat> you choose your own narrative um, yeah. and you have to be empowered and feel empowered of choosing your own narrative and writing your own narrative and my thought process of I have to present well might come from a good place might come from a healthy place or how I grew up, right? But it also has some of that mm, slave-like or civil rights era kind of mentality, right? So it's passed down. It's it's a passed down tradition or thought process from my previous ancestors because Mm -hmm. they had to present well so they wouldn't make it home at night. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I I like your, I like how you broke it down. I still think that you should present well, either way in the streets but i do like how you say you should be you at the end of the day yeah i remember uh in college that i mean like i've always it's always been like a process to me because like the more woke quote unquote that you are the more and more you realize oh i got more shit to learn Mm -hmm. um so I don't like to say, I don't I mean not use woke because it's very trendy, but like the more conscious you are, the more conscious you become. So I remember in college, I had a very different approach. Like I allowed a teacher <clears throat> to make me think that like the way I dress and blah, blah, blah. He pretty much said, if you act like a nigga, niggas is going to treat you like a nigga. And I was like, well, and then like back then I was like, you know what? How can you expect other people to respect you if you can't respect yourself and blah, 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 blah. Whatever I do doesn't justify doesn't justify the person's behavior towards me. Like if I am if I'm acting all ignorant and blah 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 blah, and you still choose to and you come at me in a crazy way, that's your choice to do that with me. I can't control that because there's a lot of people who are acting very quote unquote respectable and blah blah and uh, very you know following the rules, and they still got killed by the cops. Yeah, that was the issue I had with like the first couple of episodes. Um, but then after I once 
I, I, I started to uh, accept that this was satire. Like, it's not really supposed to be. It's like blackish. Like, blackish is like, the way I read blackish is like, mm, blackish. Like, it's a satire. It's like, it's this play on this idea of blackness, what you said earlier. Same thing with black as fuck, because it's playing on this idea of black identity. And I didn't really start to get interested into the episode, into the show until um, one, they started, and, until episode, I think five, when Tyler Perry was in it. And um, cause they were talking about our critique of black media and yeah. how it's different. And I thought that was really interesting. But then once the show started to become more about their marriage and stuff, I was just like, oh, okay, this is, I could watch this. And then, but it's also like, if you watch the show, it's just it's it's just to strike up a for me it's just to strike up a conversation about things um and you know like even when he was talking about his wife staying at home and the idea of being a stay-at-home mom or working but he didn't allow he gave his his employee a hard fucking time when she just wanted to go take care of her kids mm-hmm. so I, I, I thought it was just all of that encompassed into the experience like yeah, so I, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also wanted to add in that it's not um, and or or, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, you don't have to choose which way you're going to act or which, um, which I guess, terrible you're going to live by, you know? That kind of reminds me of the episode off of Black as Fuck um, when their daughter was dancing uh, on Instagram and she made a video to post and it was... Um, what song was it? I think it was like City Girl song or something. And she was like gyrating or twerking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh no. Like she got to yeah. take that down. Like, yeah. do you know what they'll think of her? Yeah. Or when their daughter had, um, she put on a, a purple wig. And like, you can't wear purple hair. Like, yeah. what did her, what did the, uh, what did Kenya kept calling her thotty? Yeah, he <laughs> looked like a and they're like, nobody says that anymore. She's over here looking fatty. Especially to her daughter, your daughter, nigga. Like <laughs> But it just highlights how how much we have to be conscious of what we're presenting and the content that we're presenting, right? Mm-hmm. Like even on our individual pages, even um on our everyday life, like cause um an employer could look at your page and be like, mm-mm, this ain't going to work. Look at what she do outside of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we always have to be conscious of it, no matter whether we're on social media or on the street. Can you hear that? What is it? What, you heard something ringing? No, I just hear birds right now. Yeah, that was, someone, I was getting a FaceTime call. I couldn't hear it. Okay, yeah. I'm listening. Uh, I mean, I think that was a period at the end of my sentence. And I was hoping that you would jump in. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I got the FaceTime call. So you need me to repeat everything? No, I heard what you said up until like, I heard what you were saying about respectability, not respectability, being conscious of the way you are perceived and stuff like that. Because, you know, a job could see your Instagram and be like, oh, no, you're not hiring this bitch. Mm-hmm. But I was just- uh, yeah. I mean, I that's valid. I was also, huh? What? I was trying to just tie it back into black as fuck. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, yeah. It, but I also remember like her talking about 
like, yeah, she's aware of that stuff, but she's also like, like, fuck that. Like, when can I just be free to just wear purple hair? Like, um, you know, like what she said, I think she was talking about how, like, that's also this respectability politics that black people, black women have to uh, cater to the fact that, like, you know, if I wear purple hair versus a white girl wearing purple hair, I will be seen as a thought, as you keep fucking calling me, versus, um, you know, a white girl wearing it. It's like, oh, she's so cool and trendy. Like, it's 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 perceived different. I think that's what they were talking about in the conversation, which was overall the interesting thing that I saw about Black as Fuck. Because I thought it did strike up a lot of conversations. And I, I was genuinely surprised by the backlash it got. Wait, so do you feel like the question is, are we as Black people perceiving us in a negative light? Or is it the other people? I mean, the dominant narrative often, um, a lot of times people, so there's cultural appropriation and cultural assimilation. So a cultural assimilation is when you pretty much uh, assimilate into the dominant culture. So one of the things is like, there's a lot of times in which the dominant culture narrative becomes the narrative for pretty much everyone. So like, there's a lot of times in which black people will perpetuate things of white supremacy and not be aware of it because it's what the dominant culture is saying. Mm -hmm. So there are things in which, uh, black white people will say that we are like, like there's the things that white the, the white dominant culture will say that some of us not all of us but a lot of uh, a good uh, a good amount of us will accept as the norm or accept as the narrative because of what the dominant white culture is saying so it's it's intertwined for me that makes sense that makes sense but I feel like if we're going to take a stand and take you know um, take a step forward then we have to start creating our own critiques and thought process and how we judge each other rather than this concept or mindset of assimilation, right? So we have to take a step outside of our norm and and do what you said at the beginning and be introspective of like where that really comes from. Because the white people ain't thinking of the words thotty, litty, and all these other terms. They are thinking of this. We think of this. And then it gets put back into the media and now used against us. Now, who's at fault for it? I don't really know. I, I, I guess both sides could take accountability, but we have to be more mindful of, I guess, how we're portraying ourselves out there. Not saying that we have to hold back, but like if the girl is wearing purple hair with like, I don't know, a corset and stuff, don't call her thotty, you know? Like, I'm going to have to Google corset real quick. I don't. So, Summer Walker wears. How do you, oh, God. Um, how do you spell corset? Corset. Corset. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I'm saying that um, the the show definitely highlights a lot of stuff that we have to go through. But then again, we're asking, is it only because of the others putting us through this and the way that our whole world works out? Are we just, what's the word? Recapitulating. Is that a word? Ooh. I think SAT. Recapitulating. Another word contains a I hope that's a word, y'all. But anywho, we're just we just keep on going. Oh, yeah, you're right. Retelling the not the the narrative. Okay, I mean, yeah, and uh, when you talked about the internal, the introspective thing, and like, I think that's what really got us to this conversation that we we're going to talk about. Uh, that we were talking about. Uh, 
I think that's what really, sorry. When you were talking about like being introspective and like particularly looking at our own stuff and not really worried about what white people are saying, I think that's what this conversation was like going to be about and what we want to talk about because, and that's what uh, I think that episode five of Black as Fuck was. It was just very interesting because um, it, it's ironic that he was talking about a movie that he didn't like. Like he did not like the movie or nothing like that. And he didn't want to say, I mean, not that he didn't want to say it, but he, there was a movie that was created by black people that he wasn't really fucking with that other black people liked. And then this narrative was started by like, how do we critique, critique our TV shows, movies and things like that. And then Tyler Perry was very much like, I don't give a fuck what white people think. I'm going to do stuff for us now. That was interesting because I watched some Tyler Perry movies and I'm like, oh, are you thinking about us? But um, uh, his, his narrative, I was definitely with it and definitely fucking with it. So like, I just want to expand. Like, I want to expand more on like when we do take time to look at our own stuff. Our criteria is like it seems like it's often way more intense. Yeah, like, we're harder on ourselves than like other people are, and it's like, yo, what do we want? So, like, when I saw Black as Fuck, I saw the satire. I didn't really take it serious. It was literally just another extension of Black as Fuck. I mean, I'm sorry, as Blackish and Grownish and Mixes. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't take it to heart like that. But it's caused, like, this entire firestorm of articles and things like that talking about it. And I was just curious. And I've read a lot of good points. But then there's other stuff I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're going too far. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, thank you. <laughs> all right. Like the like a main narrative that I saw was like um that, you know, he casted another light skinned person in the TV show, which colorism is a fucking thing. Like colorism exists and light skinned women, racially ambiguous women, racially ambiguous uh uh people a lot of times get a lot of benefits that other black people, darker skinned black people don't get. The rock is a prime example of that to me. Most niggas don't remember that he's black. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's black. But um, the reason why I was like a little taken back from that in Black as Fuck is because it was based on Kenya Boris's wife. I mean, life. And his wife is light skinned and she's mixed and this and that. And the same thing with Blackish. Blackish is based on his wife, his life. His wife's real name is Rainbow, who is a doctor who is mixed. So I didn't, I didn't I did see that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, but yeah. but you're totally right on the colorism thing. I mean, people want to deny it, but we still have so many wars. I mean, there was an Instagram war about light versus dark skin, right? Like yeah, that's been a thing forever, bro. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's I mean, it's in all kind of societies. It's in it's in China. It's in Japan. It's in um, Hades. It's in you know. It's all over. So. Like hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? In my head, I was saying Haitian. Oh, that's worse. Because <laughs> Haitian's a person, you. I, so I was trying to list the country. I know, I know. Hey, in Haiti. Haiti. What did I say? The Hades with an S. Oh, nigga, you had me thinking I was like way off. Also in. Hey, I was just being an asshole. <laughs> this <nigga> in hell. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. Cause like at the end of the day, if you want to promote 
being black and being black as fuck, who not better to push forward and put on a pedestal than a black woman, you know, and not an ambiguous. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. And not an ambiguous figure that, you know, multiple um, people can relate to or or multiple races can relate to, but somebody who's actually like living in the everyday life. This pause, because this doesn't set aside that those women don't live in the everyday life of being a black person, right? Mm -hmm. Once you're black, you're black. You're just a nigga. So, but having a darker skin tone, you go through much more than having a lighter skin tone. Yeah, that's just a fact of colorism. Yeah. So um, I think he should take the time, even though it is about his life. Like at the end of the day, it's a show. It's not, um, it doesn't have to be perfect, realistic of what your life looks like. It doesn't have to do it to a T. So if you promote black people and you put darker skinned actresses on there, then you're doing what you're saying you want to do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's valid because uh, I was watching a grapevine and usually they infuriate me. Um, not ever. They just I just because I disagree with them. I, you know, I like the show, but um, they brought up the fact that in Blackish, um, Bo's mother was light skin. But in Grown is not I'm sorry, in Mixish, Bo's mother is dark skin. So like if he could do that in those two shows then there's no reason why he shouldn't do that in black as fuck. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that definitely goes to what you're saying too. And I thought that was a valid point. Um, but I just wasn't, cause like there's matter of the show. Like I, I brought up, I was, we were talking about it off, um, can, uh, off camera, off record that I was talking about. I'm all American. Like when I was watching all American, I didn't see the second season, but when I saw the first season, I was like, yo, where are the dark skin sisters at? Or where are like the not racially ambiguous one? Cause I can count like three. You ain't see Keisha. <laughs> Keisha was there. I'm pretty sure she was there first episode too. I don't know why her name being Keisha. Let's <laughs> put another, just like a strong nigga. You ain't see Keisha. Oh yeah, shit. Keisha, and she comes back strong in the second season. Well, don't spoil it. Right. But, okay. All right. Cool. If she comes back strong in the second season, dope. But from when I was watching it, I was like, "There's his mom." There's his best friend, and that was about it. And Keisha was in like two episodes, but it mostly revolved around those two skinny, racially ambiguous uh, girls. And I was just like, like, I, and I was like, yo, niggas is not tight. Like, 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 people are not. I didn't hear as much like, you know, energy based on those things. It just, it, I'm not saying that what they're saying isn't valid with the whole black as fuck thing i just thought i just thought i didn't think of it like that because like oh it's his it's his family so mm-hmm. of course and i was looking i was like hold on wait rashida jones i was like oh yeah she is black that's quincy jones daughter it took me forever like i had to like look it up and stuff because she kept calling herself a black woman and i was like she oh shit she is black so like yeah i get that but i, I just because it was based off his family i didn't really think too much into it Got you. I mean, that just goes back to what you're what you're asking. Like, how can black people critique other black work? How far is too far? How far is being too hard on them? You know what I mean? Um, so if we're critiquing black as fuck and we look at all American, we should look at it with the same lens. No, I think I mean. Yeah and no, like I wouldn't look at black as I wouldn't look at I don't know modern family with the same lens as I would look at this as us. Like 
there are two different types of things, two different types of styles of, of, of entertainment mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like all American, I thought all American was like just drenched in stereotypes and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's also like, okay, so what's the story? So what's the narrative and blah, blah, blah. And that's just me looking at it as like a filmmaker, as you know, someone who wants to get involved in it. Um, it's like, okay, so what's the story? Same thing with sat- uh, black as fuck. Like, okay, so this is obviously satire, but um mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I think, I think the lens that we do look at black cinema and critique it on um, is a good question. Like, how do we look at these things? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What's our What's our base? Like, where, do, where What's our foundation? Where do we start from? I don't. I don't know because like there's so like I think in Queen and Slim, which got a lot of back and forth. Like, there was a lot of people who did not fuck with Queen and Slim, and there was a lot of people who, like thought it was great. I liked it. I I liked Queen and Slim. Um, mm-hmm. There was a couple of things I didn't fuck with, but there was a couple of things I didn't fuck with because it it was a more of a cinematic thing rather than like a black thing. And then that's another thing too. Are we always going to look at stuff through race, or are we always going to look at it as like a story? Mm, I think we do a little bit of both. <laughs> Is that hard? can we can we differentiate it? I don't or can know. we separate the two? Can we compartmentalize it? So, if we're talking about how Black people should critique one another, I feel like race has to be a part of it. We're not only looking at race, but we're also looking at the message and the story that it's presenting. And we're looking at the overall body of work itself. So, there's a lot of, like, a low-budget Netflix kind of stuff that always stays out and is always um, casting Black people that we know, light-skinned, dark-skinned, both. But also, we look at it as a low-budget kind of thing. Like, it never really makes it to the big screen. It's always the same story. Um, so how, how can our bodies of work get better if the people can't be in the industry where they need to be? Does that make sense? Like, I mean, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, but then I, that raises the question, are there Black movies or movies with Black people in them? Oh my God, there's so much philosophy in this episode. No, because like, okay, Queen and Slim, black movie. That's a movie that's particularly talking about the black experience going through something like that. Bad Boys is not a, I don't think that's a black movie. I think that's a movie with black people starring in it. Okay, I can agree with that. So like, I wouldn't look at Bad Boys the same way I would look at Queen and Slim. Because if you're talking about the black experience, I, I guess it relates to what you're saying. If you're trying to talk about the black experience, then I need it needs to be believable. I need to really, and it needs to be honest. And it needs to be, you know, I can like fuck with it. That's the best way I can say it. I'm going to look at it through that lens of race. When it comes to like bad boys, think like a man. Uh, I can't even think of like another movie where it's not right along like even that it's a movie about black people to starring black people but it's not particularly about race so i would look at it from a different lens than that but then also like you said before initially you asked what is if you're talking about some of the black experience the black experience is so multifaceted that like we can't really judge it judge it with this broad brush true so then that's another issue too and I don't want to box us in either. So hearing back, with, hearing you repeat what I said in an example kind of way, it is 
to me, it feels like I'm putting us in a box. Like we have to hit on these different points in order for a pitcher to be like a top 10. Mm-hmm. So that's not true. Like we should be able to have black movies and movies with black people in it and it still be judged to a fairness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I'm trying to think like what movies that wasn't about that was about the black that wasn't about the black experience that really like what's good? I don't know. Not was really good. Not that was good. There's a couple of movies like that. But like was really about like Love and Basketball, I would it's mm, now I'm thinking about it. Because Love and Basketball is not particularly about the black experience. Mm-hmm. It's a love story. But yes. it's definitely a black movie. Yes, I was about to say, uh, Trey Lightly. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> okay. It's definitely a classic. <laughs> a lot of stuff, but a lot of people don't like it. Love and Bash. Oh, no. Q is toxic as fuck. I will scream that from the mountaintops. I've been saying that since back then when he played her like a full. He played her in that bat- last basketball game like he was playing Shaq. And <laughs> life was he on was the hurt. line. He was tired of it too. You act like Monica didn't do no wrong, okay? Monica didn't know what she wanted at one point, okay? She what do got you mean? When Burger King came around, when Oscar came around, he took a cheap date to notice me, you know? Like, you, we have to, there's a give and take in relationships. And at one point, if it's on the down and out, you know, Monica lost her bearing. She lost what she really wanted. Wait, wait, wait. She about over Quincy. What are you talking about, Burger King? Ooh, ooh, hold on, wait. You talking about when um, when he went on that date with that girl? Yeah. That nigga violated. That was toxic as fuck. How? Yo, like, why? She had curfew, my nigga. Like, she had to, this is her dream. This is something that she wanted to accomplish her whole life. Like, I'm sorry you went through this. This is cool. Like, me personally, I would have stayed. I know I would have stayed because that's how I am. But I'm not going to hold it against you because you're not going to stay because I know this is your fucking dream. This is what you want to accomplish. So why would I hold that against you? Like, this is, this is you know, nobody ain't die, my nigga. Like, I don't got, you know, corona. It's just like, yo, uh, <laughs> like, my father's, you know, cheated on my wife, my mom, and it's hard. Like, he was wild. He was acting like a bitch. And, like, that was like... Dang, talk about toxic... Masculinity, the way that you're judging him is toxic masculinity. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. He was going through something. It was life altering. The picture he had of his father and who he fought, who his father as an idol was to him got crumbled down and spit in his face. The family he knew got crumbled down. And the one person he thought he could kept, he could count on was the girl who used to come through his fucking window. So excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm mad at you, Monica. I don't give a damn about your curfew. He said the girl that used to come through his window. I don't. Let me be clear. I wasn't saying he was acting like a bitch because he was like hurt and all this other stuff. I was saying he was acting like a bitch because he used that opportunity to do some fuck shit to take another girl out on a date. Like that was a bitch move. Like you gotta understand that. Like yo, this is for me. I for him to if if he was upset and was a little bothered by that. That you know she did that. I if you feel a little type of way, I get that. I would understand that. You but you kind of gotta understand that like yo, this is her dream, my nigga. Like this is something that she's talked about since she met you. So like this is an opportunity she's gonna miss out on. She gotta go. Like she she has to go. I wouldn't hold it against you. Like I, me, him holding it against you and then taking an old girl out 
which I think was the girl from Players Club. Yeah, taking a, taking a girl out on a date and using that as justification that was a bitch move. So I was just like, but we went too far off on this tangent. <laughs> I mean, you brought up loving basketball. That's always, always. You brought up that Sean, that uh, Monica was wild, and I was like, Monica was wild, and Q was toxic. I, okay, we just gonna go back to black as fuck because at the end of the day, I'm not gonna keep going back and forth. We we just fell out so many incidents within the movie, but that's fine. We're just trying to figure out how do we critique these kind of movies or what kind of movies does our world possess as Black people, right? Do we need to critique all of them? Like, do we need to be as hard as all of them? No. Because, yeah. I think, I mean, I feel like there has to be different variations because it definitely depends on what kind of movie it is. But... In a general kind of sense, at the end of the day, I feel like we have to be realistic about how we're critiquing stuff. Um, I feel like we have to be realistic about how we're critiquing stuff. We have to reflect and see if we're trying to put like the hammer down, basically like really going ham on this because it is Black work and we expect greatness out of Black people. But we keep searching for this perfection that we might not like get to you know what i mean like at the end of the day we're gonna keep having this narrative of oh we're not good enough if we have if we have to battle against being perfect all the time because we're not mm-hmm. we're still human at the end of the day we're black humans yeah i know I, 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 for me i was like uh be conscious of you said be honest. I said be conscious or try to be more conscious of the lens you're watching something so like like they said in Black as Fuck, they were, they compared Joanna Man to, they said Mrs. Doubtfire and Tootsie. Honestly, Mrs. Doubtfire, I don't particularly remember. Or Tootsie, um, I have been reading mad books about script writing and stuff like that. And Tootsie is a movie, is a book that is a film that comes up all the damn time. But Joanna Man to me wasn't You've a bad book. Huh? You've been reading? I reads. <laughs> I reads from time to time. <laughs> it's Corona, nigga. <laughs> I'm pretty much in prison. Okay, okay. I do push up and read books. You're it's, it's a matter of time to uh, for uh, convert to Allah <laughs> and become. <laughs> but no, uh, Tootsie is a. <laughs> she said, "You read. You had to do that, asshole." So. Tootsie is a book that comes up a lot, but to me, Joanna Man, I didn't. I. I'm not going to sit there and say, I love Joanna Man, but I like Joanna Man. It wasn't that bad of a movie, but we often see, it wasn't a bad movie, but we often see three things through a, a filtered lens of like whiteness, I think. Um, so like, are you looking at it from that lens? Like I have, there's a lot of movies back uh, in the nineties and shit that came out that like was quote unquote about drugs and this and that and the hood is up and like I just always thought they were good stories like New Jack City I fucking love New Jack City mm-hmm. I love uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get shit but I like Baby Boy whatever I like it um, uh, Boys in the Hood Menace of Society Menace of Society I think is so dope like I think it's just really really cool um, so I think that lens that we're looking at is that's something that you should you know, because if you're going to try to compare Menace to Society to like, I don't know, Godfather or something like that, it ain't going to be the same. Or you try to compare New Jack City to Scarface, it's not going to be the same. Right. They're not. But that doesn't make New Jack City any less dope. 
Correct. Correct. No, I, I, I totally agree with that in a sense that you just have to be aware. So at the end of the day, um, I mean, Tyler Perry was right. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else's opinion because he's writing for his people and for the audience that he has captured, right, since he started. So he keeps writing for them because those are the people that keep on supporting him. Um, and we just have to be weary because we're we're super judgmental on ourselves. Um, we will speak hatred. We will <laughs> we will do all kinds of things to ourselves, which definitely is because of the assimilation. Yeah, and it's also like again the way we were saying this idea of blackness. Um, one of the things that I learned, because for the longest time, I don't, I didn't fuck with Tyler Perry. I still don't really fuck with Tyler Perry like that. Um, I understand where he's coming from. I understand him a lot more. And I've definitely fucked with the whole being self-sufficient, you know, owning your own property, owning your own um, uh, content and stuff like that. I definitely fuck with that narrative. But his movies, I didn't really like like that because they were very much like the same narrative, the same everything going on. But what I realized is that, like, I'm not... Tyler Perry's audience. Like, I'm black. And, of course, but, like, Tyler Perry relates more to other... Like, he relates to a different type of, quote-unquote, blackness than I am, which is, I guess, not bad or good. Because I know, like, I've had conversations with you, and it's like, man, I don't really... I, you like Tyler Perry's movies. Love them. <laughs> I really like the plays, but, yeah, I watch the movies, too. So, yeah, you like Tyler Perry movies. My um, roommate, he didn't, he's from Atlanta, not saying all people are like that, blah, blah, blah. But he he doesn't see the problem with like Tyler Perry movies and stuff like that. Everyone I know is like, fuck Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> like a lot of people I know don't really fuck with them. But then there's other people like Midwestern, people, blacks who are in the Midwest, the South, but this and that. There's a different demographic of blacks that he appeals to. So like, th that's another thing is like, not everyone's... Uh, painting stuff with a broad idea of blackness is like crazy to me. But you, we have to be conscious of everybody's experience of being black is different. So for us to say like, that's not a black experience, you're lying. <laughs> because clearly if people are, if people resonate with it, then it's, a, it's an experience that is realistic or close to realistic to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can't, there's no one way. I think we said this at the beginning. There's no one way you could say this is what a what it is to be a black person in the world or a black person in America, yeah. because we all go through different stuff. We're all culturally different. Um, there's like subcultures within our culture. So yeah. yes, it's not going to catch everybody's eye, but we could definitely we could definitely still um, understand it and vibe with it in different instances. Yeah. So, um I think I think that we have to be realistic like we're saying. So the, I'm trying to think of the key parameters of judging black work. So one of the top things we've been saying is being realistic of what the, um what we're representing or what we're putting out there, the content that we're putting out there. Um in reference to that like so I was talking about these C budget or low budget uh, movies on Netflix. Like, Which I love to watch. Love huh? to watch. I Do love you? to watch. But at the end of the day, people be like, mm, "This could have been so much better." And then do we have to look at work and be like, "Well, how much money was behind it? Are we looking at that kind of quality? 
it's just so many, there's too many questions to answer of how to get an actual, um, an actual key of how we should judge something well, as yeah. a community. Yeah, there's no, there's no pamphlet to how to judge something. Um, I'll watch those movies a lot of times and I'm just like, yo, I, I'm just very fascinated by not the concept, but the execution. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, the fact is like black stuff don't get as much funding as other things. But the fact that black, there's no other fucking type of black movies are probably some of the most profitable fucking movies you could find because they get a low ass budget in some of them. So like movies like Get Out, like Get Out had a $4 million budget and grossed over $176 million just in the United States. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, we can, black people have always been able to make something out of nothing or make something amazing out of something, which I don't actually like talking about that narrative because it's annoying. <laughs> it's it's annoying to me because I'm like, that's not why black people are amazing. Black people are amazing because we invented everything. Everything comes from us. <laughs> like everything, like math, fucking astronomy. Like this is all can be traced back to Africa and black people, but whatever. Us making something out of nothing is just us, our amazingness sprouting out the way it normally does. But I also, but I, I it is also just fascinating to see it happen too. So like, I like watching those low budget black no budget like let me stop calling those black movies on, on Netflix, but it, I'm now I'm more concerned with the quality of it, like the the quality of the story that's coming out, the acting. That's what I'm always focused on. That's what I'm watching. Like, okay. am I you know am I tuned into this? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we get what for my criteria criteria of black stuff is like yo we're too caught up in like the how it looking dope and the music be on point but like that story ain't hitting though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that character growth ain't hitting like that like photograph was beautiful i didn't um, see that. you didn't see photograph Mm-mm, that's what Issa, right Issa ray and the uh, lakeith yeah no i didn't see it i thought photograph was beautiful beautifully shot i thought it was a cool concept um, but the story just wasn't the music. Uh, Queen of Slim's music was amazing, um, but uh, the, the photograph, like it, the music, was cool, but that story wasn't hitting like that. And I feel like we are very capable of making amazing shit. I don't hold it to the standard of hmm. Now I'm thinking because I don't really hold it to the standard of whiteness because some of my favorite movies are Forrest Gump and all these other white movies, but I'm holding it to. The Love Jones, the New the New Jack Cities, the Peyton Fulls, the fucking Brown Sugars. Like these are these are really quality, damn good movies. For sure. That I don't feel like we get anymore. But then that's also like maybe I'm just holding on to nostalgia. <laughs> I was like, I feel like there's been good movies coming out. But are they classics though? I don't know about classics. That's what I'm saying. Day, I couldn't list any to you. But get out is a classic. For sure, I like Get Out. I like uh, Us. But Us this, was cool. This is like new age stuff too, though. I was talking about like I don't know, in between 2018 and further. Um, like last know. holiday. You said what? No. Okay. Okay. Edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm keeping that. You said last holiday. Last holiday. I love a Queen Latifah movie. Which was what was last holiday? She was. Uh, oh, she thought she was dying. Was she dying? I just remember it, that she was uh she was at some bougie hotel. She had on this red dress. Um, she was getting like all the service, like she was rich. I don't think she had much. 
No, she was dying. She thought she was dying. So she did you decided look it up? To... Huh? Did you look it up? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Because I remember um, she she thought she was dying, and so she blew all her money. Not blew her money, but she blew her savings on like this last holiday, yeah. last last hurrah and stuff like that. Got you. Got you. What what I will say, what I will say with Queen Latifah that I just randomly came to my head. With set and I set it off with um, Living Single, Just Right. That was another movie. Mm-hmm. She was in and Last Holiday. Those were stuff that she was in when she was the quote unquote bigger woman or plus size woman. Yeah. And she wasn't the sidekick. She wasn't the funny friend. She was the, she was the love interest. She was the main person. She was the main she one that nigga that you had to have. Uh, living single. I mean, according to my level of understanding of fineness with niggas, they were good looking. I don't particularly. <laughs> I don't know how far. I don't know how far I can go with that, but they were good looking niggas. And then in Just Right, she had Common. Yeah. <laughs> And then in um, uh, Last Holiday, her love interest was um, LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. That just came to my mind. So, I mean... And Common left a, a skinny, light-skinned girlfriend. <laughs> I know that's right. He like a little meat on his bones, child. Right. <laughs> like a little thimble. Something he could snuggle with. <laughs> Something to hold on to at night. Keep him warm. <laughs> <laughs> But at the end of the day, there have definitely been some some top quality movies since all the ones that you listed. Honestly, I didn't see all the ones that you had listed before. Mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there because you're not about to try and take, quote unquote, my black card. <laughs> I'm not going to take your black card, no. <laughs> I'm not. So I think, yeah, what are you saying? Um, I'm trying to like reel us back into black as fuck and and what we think about overall episode five is really what we were trying to hit on of uh damn come on mama come on oh you can't hear that huh oh shit (laughs) let me tell her i'll call her back she'll call again um episode five was trying to hit um with that was episode with tyler perry right um, and it was talking about how, and that's the episode with Issa and everybody else, correct? Yep. And so we're bringing it back there. And you were talking about how we should critique. At the end of the day, what is your final thought on how we should critique our movies and shows? Uh, I mean, I can't tell people. I think it would be helpful if we, I guess I did, the gist of it is try not to see our movies TV shows through a lens and really try to see them for what they are. So like a lot of the times people, so like us, I thought us was dope. I thought us was really good, Um, but people were expecting get out. So they didn't really fuck with it. Or um, the photograph, um, you sometimes from the people I spoke to, they were expecting like another love Jones or something like that. Like, no, just see the photograph for its own movie, for its own mm-hmm. thing, and then critique it. And then, and then look at it from that lens. And then also understand that, like, you know, not everyone has the same Black experience as you. Yeah. And also a lot of the things that we think and criteria that we use is kind of man, kind of dipped in white supremacy. But I think that all goes under the umbrella of try not to look at shit through a lens. Yeah. I, I think 
if I'm going to conclude on some points, it's for sure that the Black experience is not the same across the board. Um, so we can't always highlight it in a way that one person, that everybody's going to be like, yeah, that's what I feel like. Because if I'm looking at the wire and stuff, I I don't live in that every day. Like that was not how I grew. You said what? No, that's not how I grew up. So I think being conscious of the, the um, variety of Black experiences, um, being conscious of how or I guess like how we cultivated our thoughts. So we highlighted how like assimilation happened and how like we continue to take the narrative that's fed to us and and keep um, finding the evidence or producing that within our everyday lives. Well, we have to be, we have to take a reflection, a self-reflection and make sure that we're not, we're not putting that in our shows or we're not having that in our movies. Um, also don't, you know, some stuff is just there to watch. Like, it's just entertaining. Like, it's just good shit to just sit there, vibe out and look at it. Like everything doesn't have to have such a humongous message, you know? And so stop trying to put that kind of pressure on it at the end of the, because at the end of the day, it's going to fail you. No, this was a good movie because it was it was just put together well. It was written well. The actors, you know, made the characters come out well. If you hate a villain at the end of the day, that person did their job well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think we have to be conscious of how much how much pressure we're putting on it. Yeah. So those are my ending points for sure. That's a good way to end it. You know what? I don't know if I've ever ended a show. Wow, shade. <laughs> It wasn't shade. It was close to Chandra Dang. I'm sorry. I made it about me. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I know that no good, Chandra. Well, we thank y'all for tuning in to Yo to And we'll see you next time. Y'all be sure to follow us on social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at yo to your that's at Y-O-O, the number two, Y-E-R-R. Also, you can follow us individually. You can follow your girl, Chandra, at goddess underscore of underscore thickness double zero, y'all. And Katama at Katama. That's K-E-T-A-Y-M-A. All right. Hope to hear from y'all soon.